What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders, from ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities. CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Temple University is ranked among the top 50 public universities in the U.S. Through hands-on learning opportunities and world-class faculty, Temple students are prepared to soar in their careers. Schedule a campus tour today at admissions.temple.edu slash visit. So we've got bloody two sets of twins on the bench, so... <laughs> Okay, going live. All right. Okay, good evening, everyone, and welcome to the Mad Dragons podcast. Um, and here we go, we'll get started. As there is a battle body show that he has fought, and by a host of jungle, oh, God must be restored. God must be restored. He keeps our rock, he keeps his food, he often gets his say, and just alive he knows the girl who lives in Dragon's Way. Never in Dragon's Way. Good evening, everyone, and welcome to the Mad Dragons podcast for tonight. We are joined by Big T, Hasman. We'll have Coco and Daz on a little bit later as well. Um, so, Hasman, we'll run through the um, West Tiger side. Sorry, the Dragon side. And I'll just bring up there. The, the, Hasman will <laughs> run through the Dragon side. Start again, Jess. Start again, mate. <laughs> All over the place. So, good everyone, and welcome. Hasman will be running through the um, dragon side this evening, as Shane Flanagan has named our side for our trip to Mudgee to take on the West Tigers. <coughs> yep. So, so playing the Tigers uh, on Saturday night at Glen Willow Stadium in Mudgee, and here's how we'll line up: fullback is Tyrell Sloan, the wingers are Zach Lomax and Michaeli Ravalawa. The centres are Moses Sully and Jack Bird. Kyle Flanagan is a 5'8". Ben Hunt is halfback and captain. The front row is Francis Molo and Blake Laurie. The hooker is Jacob Little. Second rowers are Tom Eisenhoof and Jaden Sewer. Jack DeBellin is a lock forward. On the interchange bench is Jesse Maskey, Billy Army Fafita, Ben Murdoch-Masella, Raymond Fatale, a mariner. And on the extended bench is... Michael Milo, Conor Malison, Christian Tilpilatu, Matt Finney, Sione Finau, Max Finney, Toby and Ryan Catchman, and Dan Russell. So there you go, Jesse. Every fucking front row with a hyphen in his name. <laughs> thank you, Hasman. Um, thank you for looking at that, the Dragons team list, and then we'll have a look bit about 
uh, chat about that team a little bit later on. But first, we'll move into this segment where we talk about our opposition lineup. I'll just bring it up. Give me a sec. Come with me as we go behind enemy lines. Okay, I, Ooh, I guess we'll be. I guess we'll be just on in a sec. We're just having some technical difficulties, but we'll get him on in just a sec. Got to say that's well, the. Uh, I need someone good... to question. <laughs> Got to say that uh, that was a pretty good, pretty good tackle on a bloody pull toy. It was a pull toy. Yeah, yeah. It was supposed to be a. I reckon he should have taken his boy down, but. but while while we're waiting on that. We'll get Big T to read out the Tiger side. Uh, thank you very much, Jesse. Welcome, everyone, to the Birdman Dragon podcast. Um, are you going to put a slide up? Yep, just bring it up. Anyway, uh, Jareen, the green baller at the back, Stainsy, and to put um, Tupo on the, on the wings. Um, oh, hard-hitting Justin Olm and Staffatoa in the centre. Bud Sullivan, shaking my head, always shaking my head about that one. <laughs> Um, Aiden Caesar, Stefano Uto Wikamanu, Happy Coruscant, David Clemmer in the, in the front row, Isaiah Papalihi, Asu Kepayoa, Alex Sifa, locks the scrum. On the bench, we've got Lachlan Galvin. You've got to look out for that bloke. He's, he's, he's going to be a future star. Alex, I will score again, 12. Um, Fanua Popole and. Samuela Fainu on the bench. The extended bench is Sione Fainu, the brother of the other guy. Simpkins, Mason. Another wire shaking my head, Alex Lobb. Um, Alamayalo, Tony Suka, and Justin Atumua. Uh, coached by Benji Marshall. I'd like to bring in Rob now. Rob, Rob's a, um, a host on Westlife Podcast. G'day, Rob. How are you, mate? Good, mate. How are you? I'm good. I'm, I'm big. Hey, Rob. I'm, um, we're on the Mad Dragon podcast. You're mate, you're mate of Dazzers? Certainly am. Been, been uh, known him from long, Facebook for a long time. A long time. Um, Would have been uh, since the last grand final, I think. That's when we added each other, wasn't it? Oh, no, we were in one of those Facebook groups, Darren, where we used to yell and scream at each other. What was that? What was that? Uh, it was a sledging group. group. Yeah. yeah, sledging group. <laughs> I, I, yeah. I learned to get out of that place real quick. Otherwise, I was going to have an aneurysm over it. So I, I've, I've mellowed a little bit now. Yeah, yeah, I've been in a few of them. Um, okay, Rob, tell us a bit, bit about you and um, Westlife Podcast and what's, what's that all about. We know it's about the Tigers, but... Um, yeah, look, it's, a, it. it's, a, it's probably the most popular West Tigers podcast without bragging too much. It was started by Josh Barnett probably about five or six years ago. He got me on maybe about four years ago to have a bit of a rant about the club because we were going backwards at the time and uh, the episode he had me on went viral and then he asked me to become a regular co-host. So... 
Uh, we do that twice a week, uh, Monday, Wednesdays. We, we go live like you guys are on uh, video and audio, uh, Monday, nice. Wednesday, 8.30 at night. Uh, and that's going gangbusters. We're getting a few thousand uh, listeners an episode, which is fantastic. Uh, we've had a, a few run-ins with past management, which have which has made the newspapers and TV, which has been uh, yeah, you're famous, famous Rob. <laughs> yeah, we're getting we're getting pretty famous out there. So uh, we've got, got a few uh, few of the uh, rugby league journalists follow me and ask me for a quote and stuff like that. So it's been look got a bit of notoriety out of it. But at, at the end of the day, we're just happy we've got change within the club now, even, even though we don't yeah. expect short-term success we we had just, an, uh, yeah we had two morons running the place mate the ceo and the chairman yeah mate. i was just about to say you got the head to ben talis and casco gone the board's gone the previous coach has gone benji's your yeah, man it, it, it's, it's, it really is a new era now so we've just got to give benji a chance I, i'm not look i think benji will go okay but i'm still not sold just for the fact that i can't remember an nrl coach that hasn't had an apprenticeship somewhere so it's a really big ask to be a brand new oh, coach is, yeah. I, of a team coming last but you know you guys were in a similar position like you guys have had problems with management and you know peter douse back in the day like the only i think the only two ceos people know of are, are douse and pasco i don't think anyone else knows any, <laughs> any other ceos so yeah, we're, we're kind of in similar much. positions we're kind of in similar positions yeah. we're rebuilding where you I'm, i've got a lot of faith in shane flanagan i mean there's a lot of talk from disgruntled people that you know it was paul gallon and wade graham that did all the coaching at Cronulla. I, I call that absolute Yes, you know he, he he took a team that was nowhere and 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 you know brought them up to the top and won a premiership in 2016. So I think you guys are in really good hands in terms of who you got, and obviously he'll get the roster he wants within a couple of years. So um, we're hopefully the only way up yeah. for both our clubs is is in the in the northern direction. I hope so. That's right. Yeah, I was just going to bring up your recruitment, um, your agencies, Justin Orr, and I don't know I don't, what what our management thinking. But we've handed over one of the best halves in the comp, Jaden Sullivan, to you guys. What's he going to bring to the Tigers? Oh, I, I, he'll certainly bring some attacking answer, spark. Yeah. He'll certainly bring a few yeah. St George supporters, and, and a few yeah. of you blokes are, are quite divided on him. I, I hear a lot of St George supporters saying, Why did we let go of him? He's such a spark. Uh, great, great runner of the ball. Then I've heard other St George supporters, who, like, and I don't know any of this. I'm just going off what they're telling me that he's a lazy trainer. He's got bad hamstrings and all this sort of stuff. So I guess we'll find yeah. out in the first couple of months uh, what he's like. But we look, we averaged 16 points a game last year in terms of our attack. Uh, we conceded over 28 points a game. So and we, we have we have a problem in the red zone. We we can make yardage up the field, but we find it hard to get over the try line. So hopefully Jaden Sullivan will bring some attack. I mean he put. He put two tries on us in Magic Round last year for you guys. So yeah. uh, hopefully he can re reproduce a bit of that form. He's got a really steady, steady influence in Aiden Caesar, who on the weekend, even though he's only on for 30 minutes, controlled the game really well. So, look, there's some positives there, but, you know, we're, we're a long way off. Our, our Ross is going to need some upgrading next year, but we've certainly made some good changes. We've got a new yeah. centre pairing this week with... Um, with Olam and Stafford Toa, which weren't who weren't there last week, and we've got a young kid on the bench, Lockie Galvin, who everyone's got big raps yeah, on. So I was going to ask you about Lockie Galvin. Tell us a bit about him. Yeah, look, I, I haven't seen much of him play. I, I I don't think he's going to have a utility role when the NRL season starts. But based on the trial we had on the weekend, I feel like he's going to be you know in the halves for the second half. I, I think Bud Sullivan will probably get thirty or forty minutes, and then and then they'll give him a run at five eight. I'm hoping Caesar gets a little bit more game time, but 
uh, look, we don't play till round two, so we're actually got a few weeks off. So yeah. I think we need to get a, a little bit more, you know, sort of uh, miles on our legs. Uh, so we should get longer minutes this week. And I'm actually curious to see what you guys do because, you know, I saw Ben Hunt all dressed up at halftime, like he'd come off at halftime and showered and, and you, you guys took a lot of players off as well. So yeah. um, it'll be interesting to see how Saints played, if they're going to play longer minutes with their players or basically take the whole team off like they almost did at halftime against South. Yeah, cool. Yeah, yeah. Okay, um, give us your prediction for the Tigers and a prediction for this game coming up. Uh, I don't know what the weather's <laughs> going to be like in Mudgee. Have you guys got the forecast or what? <laughs> no, I'm not sure, no. No, well, look, um, look I, think, I think, you know, you guys have got a little bit more spark in attack, to be fair. Um, I think you guys averaged close to about 20 points a game last year. So I, I think I think both our teams generally struggle, but... Uh, I, I would think I would think you guys will probably have a little bit of a half-time lead. Uh, I watched your game against South. I thought Sewer was outstanding. Um, yeah. You know, but Bird was fantastic in the centres, although, you know, he had one one error there. But um, I thought he ran really strongly. Uh, it's going to be curious to see what you guys do with your wingers. I, I, I don't know what you guys thought. I thought Ravalawa looked lost on the left wing. I, I know Lomax has got that big right foot step, so they put him on the, on the right wing in the first half. But I think Ravalawa is like a specialist right winger so i don't know how that's going to work out for you guys but uh, look, i think i think saints will probably be it'll be pretty close it'll probably be something like six all or, or 12 all at half time that i'd like to see a couple of tries from my guys anyway so yeah. um but again it's just a trial uh i know benji's not trying to do too much we, we basically didn't run any block shape the other night uh so we're just keeping it really simple just trying to get our forwards over the advantage line and and play off the front foot so i think you'll see a pretty Forward orientated uh, display from us with a, a good kicking game from Aiden Caesar. Personally, I'd love to see you know Bud Sullivan run the ball a bit more, but I, I think they're keeping him in cotton wool a little bit. So uh, look, I, I just I just want to see improvement from our guys, and we're, we're pretty competitive. Like we, I, I've never questioned our effort for the last year or two. I just think it's been execution. We we haven't had the talent. We haven't been coached properly. So I, I, I'm just looking for a little bit more. But I've, I've got no expectations for for my team for this year. But I'm just going to enjoy the ride. Yeah, we're, we're the I think most of us are picking around about tenth for us, but a lot of us are picking. We're going to come last. But um, you've got a you've got a great backline. You actually have oh, a really good. They're not, you, they're you, not you, quick. They're not quick. They're a slow backline. It's a that's no speed. Probably the slowest. Yeah, you, I, don't I don't know what you guys saw, but Sloan bombed a couple of tries the other night. He, he got no, he made yeah, a break. Yeah, we were talking about earlier. He, he made a break and he should have pinned his ears for that right corner post. And he tried to be too fancy. Stepped back inside and threw the ball like it was a, a, t- a time bomb. And then, and then, he, and he didn't pick up that loose ball that was like two meters from the try line. He could have dived over and yeah. made, made a few errors. He's so talented, but he's just not. Just, just switches off. He's just got to tighten. He's not. He's not a first grader right now. Like he's got the ability. He's got the ability, and you watch. He probably carve us up now that I said that. But <laughs> yeah, but he, he, I, I love watching him play. I, I remember yeah. a game that he played against the Roosters for you guys, and in the second half, he just. He just looked like a superstar. It was one of those Anzac Day games. I don't know if it was last year or last the year, year before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He scored but a couple of tries. He's, he's, he's got some game about him, but he's just rocks or diamonds, and, and he needs to be yeah. somewhere in the middle. For he read game. my mind. Yeah. I was about to say rocks and diamonds. <laughs> yeah. So, um, but look, I, I think I think we've got a lot to look forward to. I'm, I'm really pleased for you guys. you got uh, Shane Flanagan as coach. I mean, Kyle, I think, is probably better suited to a backup booker. Like, I thought he tried to overplay his yes. hand the other night. Ran a couple of times in the red zone when, like, mate, he couldn't, you know, he couldn't bust a balloon, you know. So I don't know what he's trying to do, taking the line on from five meters out. He's just got to be a link player and and back up, you know, some guys that can create, you know, some holes for him. 
Yeah, I was all, all actually what I think uh, Caesar's. I was going to ask you about your fullback and now his new relationship with Greg Inglis. Yeah, so look, um, Dream Buller was uh, really highly regarded by Benji and Robbie Farrell last year, and they wanted to start him in first grade from the beginning of the year. Tim Sheen's thought, no, we don't need to start him because it's actually going to take up one of our top 30 spots and we didn't want him to fill up one of those spots. And then he came into first grade out of necessity, yeah. had a killer killer first year, uh, you know, represented his country oh, yeah. at the end of the year last year. He's an amazing defender, as you guys saw. He, he probably saved us magic round with two amazing tackles on Ravalawa. So um, he's, he's fantastic there. His relationship with Greg Inglis, from what I'm told, is just more of a mentor role. Uh, just trying to, yeah. you know, get, get him grounded off the field, just make sure that he's really comfortable because, I mean, we see with a lot of these guys, they have a fantastic first year and then they suffer second-year syndrome. So I just think he's there as guidance and obviously Jareen looks up to him like, you know, I always say this to everyone, Greg Inglis is the best runner of the football since 1908. Like he was that good with the football in his hands. So I don't think he's got yeah. a better person to be advising him on on what to do and, and you know, how to get to the to the heights of the game that Jareen can reach. But, uh, yeah, look, it's it's exciting times for us. We've got a fullback yeah. that, you know, I mean, he's he's not not James Tedesco by any means or, or the premium James Tedesco, not the oh, one we've seen in the last 12 months. But, but we've been lucky. We've created some great fullbacks over the last, you know, 30 or 40 years, whether it was West Tigers, Balmain, yeah. or we've, we've, had, we've had some amazing fullbacks. Yeah. So have you always been a Tigers fan? I've been a Tigers fan since I can remember. Unfortunately, yeah. Bal Balmain won the comp in 1969, and my memory goes back to 1970. So, <laughs> so I, I never, I never got to see my beloved Balmain win a comp. I, I, I was at the 1988, 1989 Grand Finals, yeah. and uh, I got to be honest, uh, I, I still harbour a grudge over over both those Grand Finals. I, I, you know, the way Ellery Hanley got taken out by Terry exactly, Lamb was. Yeah. It was a it was a dirty act, and and 1989, mate. If I saw Bill Harrigan, I'd, I'd probably stab him. Like I just, I just, I, he he, yeah. he had that penalty on Bruce Maguire that's never been replicated, you know, in in over a hundred years of football, and he and he still sticks by that he never made a mistake. So, turned the game. We had we had a 12-2 lead, and it absolutely turned the game on its head. We end up losing in Golden Point, and. I, I'm not exaggerating. I never watched the game again until I think about the mid '90s, when I just happened to be yeah. at a pub, at a pub, and they put it up on the screen. I just relived it again. But you know, just I, I couldn't sleep for a few years. So it was always a dream to win a premiership with the Tigers, and and we never recovered from that, mate. I think from that point we pretty much went downhill. So yeah. made the semis in 1990 and, and never made the finals again. So so in the last. You know, 33 years, I've, I've seen my team play in, in four finals, which is ridiculous. You know, 1990, oh, 2005, I'm... 2010 and 11, like, uh, I've gone but, from my... But 2005 was one of the best grand finals ever, Rob. I, it, I, it I was, actually, it... I went to that, that grand final and it, it was an awesome game to see Benji just cut loose. Yeah, I've... I've... I, I don't want you to kick me off your show, but to me, the grand final was the week before against you guys because you guys were hot favourites. You were meant to have bought all the tickets out of the stadium oh, were, yeah. and, and all that sort of stuff. And and I've yeah. never been to a game in my life. Like, I actually get emotional thinking about that game. It was just it was just so good. You know, we, we were ready to die that night. Like, I, I, honestly, I would have rather died than lost that night. That's how much it meant to me. So oh, yeah. um, I, I kind of feel like the next week was... 
you know, we kind of expected man. <laughs> yeah, we, we, we'd beaten the Cowboys, I think, three weeks earlier in the first semi-final by 50 points. So we didn't expect to lose to the Cowboys. But we, I, I really didn't give us much hope against St. George because that year St. George and Parramatta were absolutely daylight ahead of every other team in the comp, even my team. So I, everyone thought it was going to be a St. George Parra grand final. And ridiculously, the next day, I think Parramatta won tw- uh, lost 29-0 or 31-0 to the Cowboys, who were $8.00 outsiders in a two-horse race so yeah. um yeah we thought we were going to play Parramatta and get pumped and you know the gods worked out that we got to play the cowboys and the rest is history five years later we got revenge yeah i'm not i'm not going to mention jeremy smith's knees in the back that never got penalized even though we got suspended after the game <laughs> we're not going to go down that path but it is what it is. We had we had our chances, so you know we, yeah, we could have won the game. But we were paying the rest back then, paying the rest. But yeah, no, enough. look, yeah, yeah, no. <laughs> Robbie well, Farron having a winch to Dean Young. Stephen St. George what? Clark, he's always been good for you guys in the video ref box. I'll, I'll, I'll never forget. I mean, That's that night. That's because he was I'll... so bad against us on the field. When Do you remember the game the against? Field, um, was it was it Hasamel Masri's three hundredth or four hundredth game, whatever it was at Cogra, when they scored the try? And he pulled up Idris for a shepherd or something from a, and Jamie Sauer did the flop. You remember? Yes, that was the all the time. That was Steve the Clark. band. Yeah, so yeah, not a not a fan yeah. of Steve Clark. <laughs> Anybody else got a question for uh, Rob? <coughs> what do you th- what do you think of the signing of Jerome Luai for next year? Uh, I'm excited about it. It seems like we're going to play him as a halfback. I, I prefer him to play as a five eighth, but. Uh, as I've said to a few people, I got to watch his very first game, not first game that he played NRL, but the first game that he started at halfback when Cleary was out for some reason. Uh, they played the New Zealand Warriors. And if you go back and look at the highlights, he scored two outstanding tries on his own and he carved everyone up. And I thought, man, I'd love to have this bloke at the club. And to be fair, I think I think Luai's just in cruise control at Penrith. Penrith are so good that I don't think Luai has to do much. But, but everyone that seems to play outside Luai, whether it was... Viliami Kikau or, or Sorensen or if Hosking was on his side of the field or even our Luke Garner that went there. He just seems to be able to put people through holes. Um, and, and I just don't think he's actually had to do much because, of course, Cleary runs the show and, and Penrith play that grinding sort of game. They grind you to death. They they literally beat you in the first 30 minutes. They come out so hot that, you know, the, the, the next sort of 50 minutes are pretty boring from Penrith. They've already got a 12-point lead. But I think I think Luai's style of footy, you know, suits us. He's... It's, he pretty much plays like how West Tigers used to in their in their better days, like with Benji and Robbie and all those guys. So he loves Benji. So he obviously, I think that's the reason he's coming to the club. So look, I'm I'm hopeful. I'm not expecting miracles, but you know, hopefully, you know, we need some kids to come through that we can hang on to. We've we've always had good yeah. juniors, but we get other clubs, you know, taken whether it's Pappenhausen or you know Tedesco or Mitch Moses or whoever. We we get kids coming through, but. Why would you want to stay at the Tigers when they've been shit for so long and you got the Roosters and Melbourne Storms offering you big money and, and giving you a career after football? So we've got to change our culture and, and, and get some people within the club who aren't football-related that will make you want to play for the Tigers. And also, we haven't had home games at our, our, our natural home grounds. Like we've had three games a year at Leichhardt, three at Campbelltown. We need to sort that out. We need people from the you know MacArthur area to get attached to the team and want to come to West Tigers game where, you know, we took three crappy games to them last year, either at eight o'clock at night or Sunday on a four o'clock in the afternoon when it was pissing down rain in winter. We, we've just got to do better for our fans. And 
I think our, our previous management was just all about money and they didn't really give a shit about the yeah. fans. So, the so I'm, I'm just, I'm, it's, it's a big rebuild, but I think I think we'll be right. We've just got, a, we've got 10 home games this year, five at Leichhardt, five at Campbelltown, so amongst the other games that we've got. But I've got I've come back and become a season ticket holder again. I promised when Pasco yeah. was gone, I'd be back. So, you know, looking forward to that. And just, just want to try and, you know, just want to have a bit of hope. Without hope, it's really hard to follow a team. And I, I've had no hope for the last three years. I've been... I know it's only footy guys, but you know we love our teams. Yeah, that's right. I've, I've literally yeah, been right. fully depressed. I've, I've been depressed. There's been times I've rung Josh, who runs a podcast, and said, "Mate, I can't do the podcast tonight. Like I'm just, I'm just all negative. I just don't want to yeah. rain negativity mm. on our fans. So it, it just really gets me down. I, I shouldn't take it seriously, but you know, it's like a religion to me. I, I've just loved the game for so long, and, and I think culture, there's a lot mate. of us. The culture. It's not just the culture. You know, like there's people out there, like they got. You know, we've all got sort of ups and downs in our lives and you just think you know what we'd like to win half our games or make the finals once every three few years not yeah. not not having made the finals yeah. since 2011 yeah my kids have doubled their ages and they haven't seen the tigers in the finals yeah. but two of them don't want to go to games anymore you know and i just think man no, this well, isn't you know it's, that's it's, not, it's not nice yeah it's, it's not a good feeling only, only said the other day we're not winning games we're not building our fan base and whose kid is going to want to follow the dragons? They go, Dad. Dragons are shit. They don't win. I'm not going yeah, to follow, follow the I'm Panthers. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to. Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over a hundred casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. Eighteen plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Yeah, it's 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 hard. Like when when I I literally take it personally when my kids don't want to come to games with me because like and they're they're adults now. They're twenty six, twenty nine, thirty two. So. But for me, like the, the the love of rugby league was the bond I had with my dad, you know. And like my dad passed away when I was seventeen, yeah. but like they're the best memories of my life going to the footy with dad and and living and breathing and talking about it. And I just and I just want that to sort of be passed down to the you know my grandkids and stuff like that. So uh, look, we, we've got a really big fan base, as you guys know. Even that that preliminary final that you guys won in two thousand and ten, I think it was something close to seventy five thousand fans there. You know, that yeah. wasn't a grand final where yeah. it was sold out for everyone, where everyone's going to come from around Australia to a grand final. That's 75,000 St. George fans and West Tigers fans. We've got two of the biggest supporter bases. And, oh, yeah. and we need we need, we need need these Sydney clubs to be a lot stronger, like Canterbury and Power are just as strong as us. And if and if, if those four clubs are going well, mate, rugby league's going well. So I, right, I, just think, I just think we're pretty untapped. Yeah. And we need, we, we've got Shane Richardson now who... Like that's seriously that was like winning Powerball getting that bloke. Like the guys, the guys yeah. rebuilt so many clubs. He knows what he's doing. Yeah. So I think I think we're in really good hands as long as he stays healthy because he's had some health issues in himself yes. the last month or so. So uh, look, I, I'm I'm trying to be positive about it, but Christ, it's mate. When we if we make the finals, gosh, 
I, I don't know. I'll be beside myself, seriously. Yeah, yeah. I, I start the season every year with hope and um, like praise. They're going to do something this year. As the season goes, I slowly decline, like you were saying. A, a bit like was... that meme with Homer Simpson going into the bushes. Is that it? <laughs> yes. Exactly right, yeah. 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 A bit like you, you get to the... I'll come out and support another team later in the year. Sunday and you go, I don't want to do this. But you, you can't know, support go, another go, team, go, can you? You can't. Like, nah, even if your team's, going, even if your team's going shit, you, you watch every game and you're just thinking, I just want that feeling again. Like... Like, yeah. you know, we, we, we won a game against Parra a couple of years ago. It was our first game of the year. Jackson Hastings hit the field goal from 38 metres out. I just remember running out the back, you know, like running around the clothesline, <laughs> arms in the air, celebrating. We just won one out of seven games. Like, we're not even going to make the finals. But that's how, how, how that's like a grand deprived final, of success we've been. We've won eight games in two years. Like, put them together yeah. and we still don't make the finals. You know, so we're we're a, we're a long way off, guys. We're a long way off, yeah, but so you know, we, we've, so we're way off. we've got rid of the you know, it's not a, it's not a nice word, but we've got rid of the cancer out of the club. So you know, I, I think we're in a good position now to go forward, and it might take three years, five years, but I, I know success will come. Yeah. yeah, similar to us, like people say, how good Flanagan's done. He's won a premiership. Um, we we know he's got results, and it's going to take time, but hopefully, in a few years, he can get us back to where we need to be. Yeah, well, just remember, he's only had two or three months. Like, he, there's not much he can do with the roster and and with who's available. But like, as of like, for, if he looks at 2025, he can start planning right now. And you've got 12 yeah. months from now, and he can, and he can see who he wants to get rid of, who he wants to keep, who he can identify. And I look, the guy, the guy took over a team that was at the bottom of the ladder with Cronulla. So I'm really confident. I, you know, even when I listen to some of his commentary, you know, watching on Fox NRL, like he makes some really good comments, like. I know people like to put shit on him over the drug scandal, but he, he knows his footy. I, I think you're in really good hands there, and I, I rate him as a coach. It's just wow. it's just the baggage that comes with it. All, all the yeah. all the do-gooders that just want to, you know, tall poppy syndrome, they want to put you down for whatever you want. Whether you like him or not, the guy can coach. So huh. I, I think you guys are in good hands. But just, you know, like, just be patient. I know you've had some lean years like we have, and a lot less than us, but just be patient. He'll, he'll be right. He's a good bloke. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I hope he gets the best out of Kyle too. Um, yeah, but I, I think I think if, you know, hopefully he responds like Billy Walters did to Kevin Walters because yeah. Billy Billy Walters was absolute garbage at our club two years ago, and in one year he looked like a superstar with Brisbane. So, but as I said, I reckon just my own view. I, I saw planning and play a little bit of dummy half plate last year. I thought yeah. he did really well. So, I, I think that's where he will end up being. And, and Jacob Little seems to be playing well with you guys. So. Um, I, I think he's he's more suited to dummy half than five eighth. Yeah, we'll talk about yeah. that a bit later. I'd like to see Maskey at six and um, playing at a fourteen. But um, yeah. yeah, well, is that it, guys? We've done with Rob. We can pass him on now. Yep. All good. Yep. All right, boys. Thanks yeah. for having us. Thank, thank you very much. You've been an absolute legend. Um, no worries, guys. I think we play. I think we play you guys in round four or five. Round five, um, I think. We'd love to have you back on. Any time, and, and we, we we might get one of you guys on our podcast to do the preview because we'll do the preview on a Wednesday night, and you guys will do it on a Tuesday night. So, yeah. uh, if one if one of you can make yourself available, we'd appreciate it. And good luck for the sure. season. Um, you know, I, th- I think both our clubs deserve to be better than uh, last and second oh, last exactly on the right. ladder. Yeah. Yep. Exactly. All right, we boys. deserve better. All yep. the best. All right, mate. Thank, thank okay, you very much. Thanks, Rob. Thank you. Time. Bye, guys. Rob Bacara from Westlife Podcast. Thank you very much. I've actually yeah. seen his podcast a few times. It's a really good show. Yeah.
I didn't ask him whether he can catch him up, catch on, catch him up. But um, anyway, anyway, yeah. we'll got his details. Um, yeah. Yeah. Anyway, we'll move on to our oh, let's, next let's talk part of the night. Rebel. But first, we will play. Go to go into this. Back in a minute. Okay, guys, so my my trivia question for this evening is regarding trials, since it's our final trial before the um, round one starts. So my question this evening is, have we ever won a trial in Mudgee, in the town of Mudgee? Can you name the year? And also, if you can do that, whoever gets the um, that, that year correct, there'll be a follow-up question straight after that. So you name the year that we won the trial in Mudgee, and then after that, there'll be a follow-up question of the score. So go on ahead and fire away in the comments. When when was our only trial win in Mudgee? While we will wait for those um, answers to come through in the comments, we'll talk about our team. So, so Darren, uh, with the team list that um, Flano has named for this Saturday night, are there any real surprises? In, in what do you think? Um, are you do you are, did you expect this side from Flano, or would you see? Would you like to see a different side lineup? No, I, I don't think he's looking for wholesale wholesale changes at the moment. He's probably more looking for stability, and that's why the the starting side is going to be similar. I'd expect uh, this team to be competitive in the first half. And now reserve grade team that tends to go on in the second half have probably got a, still a little bit more learning to do. But yeah, I I definitely think he's looking for stability at the moment. Yeah, obviously, um, it's still there's still a lot of recruits coming into the club, and there's still combinations that need to be worked on, and they still That's need right. to be tweaked and fine tuned, and they yeah. they look a little bit um not there. In still that, a bit clunky, yeah. Field. And, yeah, it's still going to take a bit of time, but hopefully they can um, get it right this weekend heading into round one. A big T. Yes, sir. Raymond Fatala Mariner in for Dylan Egan. And Jesse yeah. Marshke named at 14 instead of Conor Mulhyson. What do you make of that? Well, Raymond Fatala Mariner is going to come straight to the side. Dylan, Dylan Egan last on first off, so um, you're going to have to fight his time again back in the resies or the lower grades. Um, Marshke... I'd like to see him start at six and <clears throat> Flanagan move back to 14. I think he can handle himself. The little bit we've seen on Saturday at South, I think he's going to be able to handle himself. Looks sharp. He does. Mm. Yeah, he had a little bit of a different variety of game, like Flano and Hunt tried to, I thought they tried to 
to bomb too too much during the game. Um, last night, yeah. uh, sorry, on Saturday night, and they looked a little bit predictable. Yeah. I thought Marsh had a little bit of variety, and and that's what we do yeah. need. Um, we we need Ben Hunt not to overplay his hand, and I think this is what Ben Hunt's trying to do is get too involved. He just needs to share the responsibility around with his other half, and then play his natural game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's for sure, and it, it looked like top Kyle Kyle was trying to do a lot of the kicking. But Ben Ben Hunt did say that the next day that that um well he did mention that he's got to um where is it he's got to let go he's got to trust he's got to trust Kyle yeah. a bit more and 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 yeah. call his through. Well, there you go. I didn't hear that, but yeah, not take a back yeah, seat, yeah. but he did, he did have faith that, that yeah. Flano can do well and 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 take a bit of pressure off Hunt. Mm. It's going to take time. It looks like Kyle will start this year at six, but yeah, have yeah. to wait and see how they combine. Last. So we haven't got Coco on, so I'll hand this one to you, Hasman. So after the disappointment of the Charity Shield, do you think the Dragons can redeem themselves with a good performance against another team expected to struggle in 2024? Uh, I think we can, but it cannot be with the same second half uh, team as what we what we had last week. Um, if if Flano does that again, we can expect the same uh, same sort of result. Um, he, he should have a better idea now of you know who can cut it and who can't. Um, and I think he's got to be looking more to who's going to be in the seventeen in round one and just have a look at the uh, sort of these fringe players and go. You know, so for uh, for example, uh, let's get back to the bloody team list. Um, you know, like Max, you know, the, the Fenai twins, for example, they're, they're not going to be there. I wouldn't bother putting them on. Uh, Connor Malison probably wouldn't have him there either, to be honest. Um, you know, Dan Russell and the Couchmans, yeah, probably keep them. Uh, but he's, he's got to be looking more towards round one and not just, you know, throwing kids out there for experience because uh, if we do that, we can expect exactly the same sort of result as what we had last week. It's as simple as that. Yeah, I mean the Tigers don't have the players that Souths do, but then again, the the Tigers might be playing their best best team. T- yeah, but they got they got it's their last hit out. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's our last hit out before <laughs> all the season. Do you think in the Tigers jersey? We de- we defended okay in that first half, but you got to remember it was a reserve grade team that we were playing in the first half as well. So yeah. I'm not sure it's a good indication. They had a few players out there. It was nowhere near a reserve grade side. That like they, they still had Cam Murray, Jai Arrow, Kalawa Matangi. Yeah. Um, still had a lot. Alex Johnston was still there. They still had a, a fair few first graders there, but yeah, you thought had, we would have been a little bit better with, with, with no Cody Walker, Latrell, Damian Cook. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family cannolis and spins mean everything now you want to get mixed up in the family business introducing the godfather at chumpacasino.com test your luck in the shadowy world of the godfather slot someday i will call upon you to do a service for me play the godfather now at chumpacasino.com welcome to the family vdw group no purchase necessary void where prohibited by law see terms and conditions 18 plus campbell brown jack whiten tom burgess 
still and that's the that's the back that's the backbone of that team. It is. So that's why I'm not going to read too much into that first half. No. Yeah. This week, this week, hopefully you'll, you'll play our, our top side for sixty minutes. Um, yeah. The French players yeah. won't get a lot of game time. I don't expect. No, I get ten, fifteen minutes max. I think the four. I think your forwards on the extended bench may get some game time because to push for spots in round one. Yeah, but the. You might get some backs that get some extended game time as well. Like I, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't bother giving the any of the reserve backs uh, game time at this point. I'd stick stick People with what you got. What happened last week? They need combination. They need to practice with their combinations. Yeah. That's more important at the moment. I don't know what anyone else thinks, but some stability in the team and push the other guys back to Reggie's to find their form. We, we need to click pretty quickly or we're going to find ourselves behind at the beginning end of the season. Yeah. It's not what you want. I think, I, think the, I think the front row rotation will get 40, 40 each. Um, Frankie and Blake Laurie, they'll probably play 40. Um, and you've and got the, BMM and Fafita. Yeah, we'll bring them on for about 35, 40 minutes. So, see how they go. And then you've got your catchments as well off, off on the extended bench. I think they'll get some game time as well. well they'll get minimal game time, yeah. I think. Yeah. yeah. you got Michael Miley. you got, you know, Fatal and Mariner might end up you know, in the front row as well. He, he can't play there. Yeah. And then Villa. Oh, he'll probably only get 40 in the first inning. He's the first game back. Probably got too many forwards, if anything. Yeah. Well, I think Murdoch Basilla may get a run at the front row. I think that's where he's best suited if he. We discussed it the other night that he's he's just not an edge back rower. He, Hook tried to use him last year as an edge back rower, and he's just way too slow. What what his strength is is his size, and he he can run the ball up and get our sets rolling and and, and build off what Frankie and um, Blocker did. And I think he look he looks solid in, in his in his stint out there, and oh, he I think he'd be more suited to the front row. Meters. He makes the most post contact meters by far. Um, he just keeps those legs pumping. He's a big boy. He can carry. He can carry three with him. So I like. I like seeing him back in the front row. Fitness was our problem last year, though. Like sixty first sixty minutes, we'd sort of be going okay, and all of a sudden the opposition had cut loose on us in the last twenty, yep. and we get held up. So yeah. you could see that fitness was. I really hope that's been addressed this year. Flano, Flano is really big on fitness, and that's the first thing I identified when he got into the job. So, not seeing it just yet, but it may take a few oh. weeks before before we do see um, what Flano wants in his in this team to to um oh. come to fruition. What happened in the second half last week had nothing to do with fitness. It was about in, inexperience. That's yeah, right. Yeah. That was, that was the fitness fitness. And a lot of new players playing for the club. Yeah, that was a, that um, was about that was about experience and cohesion. Yeah. Yep. Like you had a like, Chor Polaru got a, a lot of minutes there. Um, and you had Michael Molo hasn't played a lot of first grade as well as you got um. We had, I don't know how many minutes Sione Finney got, and then Matt Max Finney came on <laughs> late, out wide. So there was a lot of different combinations and and, and um, unfamiliarness out there, and a lot of the newer players still still learning how to fit into our club and what what style of play we'll be looking to play and. Um, Hopefully, Plano can give a good, um, the best 17 a, a run and see um, how they go on Saturday night. Obviously, still no Harme Sele there with that niggling injury, but hopefully he's available for round one. 
Not not on the agenda, but do you think with Harmo Sele not playing in this final trial, is he still a chance to play round one despite not playing either trial? Oh, yeah. Would you play him? Yeah, probably, yeah. Yeah, he will be. You've got to bring him He'd back. Be nice, round one, round two. Bring him back slowly yeah. off the bench. If he is injured, don't know what's wrong with him. Yeah. He's a first-grade starter. So, is. I mean, if he's on the verge of coming back and, you know, there's no point in rushing him. You know, if it takes him a couple of rounds to be fully fit, then so be it. But um, we, we, we don't know the, the cup, extent yeah. of what, you know, how serious it is. Yeah. Yeah. But once he's fully fit, I mean, if he can play first-grade for South, he can, he can start for the Dragons, yeah. surely. Yeah, he'd be... He'd be a starting for Trump for sure. Well, that's my opinion anyway. Um, so, Daz, um, what do you make of the selection of Zach Lomax on the wing, despite, obviously, his best position being at centre? And what did you think of Jack Bird returning to centre? Look, I, am I the only one that still thinks Lomax is a centre? I, I, I don't know what Flanagan is doing. I, I reckon we give him the chance to to do what he wants to do, but if I had to bet, I'd say by about right, round five or six, Lomax will be back in the centres. I just, I'm not seeing it. <laughs> Maybe he's being put there for his defence um, because we did leak, we did leak points on that side a lot last year. If you remember, that was yeah. a real problem with Fina out Fino's there. Wing, yeah, yeah, he. They just worked the play over to that the opposition's right hand side, and it just came undone every time. So maybe that's why it's been done. But it, you're taken away from what you get in attack from with Lomax on the right. So I don't know. Let's just see how it goes. But and, and what do you make of yeah. Bird in the centres? Do you think it, it could work? Do you think he could be there all season? Well, Bird's had problems with his knees. I think the question mark is: Is Bird's knees right? A fully fit Jack Bird in his prime was a good player at centre, and but that was a few years ago, wasn't it? When he was at Cronulla, so um, seven or eight years ago, yeah. Yeah, jury's out. <laughs> Let's see. Yeah, we'll have to wait and see. Um, but hopefully they can um, get that combination going again on Saturday and yeah. see how it goes together. I really um, hope he does, hey. Uh, welcome, Rob. Welcome to the show, Rob. Rob. Um, I'll throw this question to you. We, we, we haven't got Coco on at the moment. But um, uh, after Tyrell Sloan's below-par um, charity shield, would you like to see Zach Lamex get a lot more time at fullback in, in our final trial? I'd love to see it, mate, to be honest with you. Um, I love Sloan. I think he's a great attacking weapon. I think he's still growing in the game, 21 years old. I think he would be brilliant on the wing to give him time there. And obviously we've got some, you know, fairly good defensive centres at present that can help him on the wing as well too with defence. And But especially in defence with Lomax um, coming back with the ball when, you know, generally under the real high ball with pressure, I think it would be a fantastic option. To me, I watched the game live. Lomax looked lost on the wing. It looked like he wanted to be involved in the play a lot more. Um, to the point where he's almost going wandering for the ball. 
Um, I'm sort of getting told he's got a license to be able to do that and all this sort of stuff, but I don't know. I, I think I rate Lomax as one of our best players. Um, so why not put him in a position where he can excel? So it's essentially going to rove like Blacklock used to back yeah. in the day in 99. So oh. and that could work. Look, look what we just snuck in. Matty Misaka Fala Fale. Up, up the mighty bulldogs. The dogs of war are back. Yeah, kick him away. Kick him out. Get rid of him. Get rid of him. <laughs> That's two. We've been infiltrated. Last week. You, you bulldogs must have a sad, sad life if you're watching the They Dragons. must have a sad, sad life. They want to watch us. <laughs> we're, we're, we're so good. We've got opposition supporters watching us. That's right. Awesome. Who let the assholes out? Oh, the Bulldogs out. Sorry. <laughs> and last week we had David Holland. He was on a bit earlier saying he, he's gone to sleep now. Sleep. We put him to sleep. Good on you, mate. Good on you. Well, you go to sleep and you have a good night, all right? I just caught him a <laughs> So, Big T, do you think we could see Flano go with the same plan as the Charity Shield where our top team played the first 40 and our younger, inexperienced guys played the second? Is that really ideal no. before our last? With our last hit out before round one. Now nah, we'll play 60, 65 minutes with our top side, I think, and then the rest will have their have their run after that. So they'll get the last 20 minutes. Um, yeah, and then we'll go into two weeks later, go into the full 80 minutes with, with the 17. Anyone else got anything to add on that? Do you do you think we'll, we'll go with it with a strong um, with most of our top 17 for the for the bulk of the game and then and then give those um. Ones on the extended bench, little stints here and there, or do you think we'll go with um, what Flano thinks our best seventeen is going into round one? I think you'll anyone got go anything with, to add to it? I think he'll go with as right, close to the, the best seventeen as he can. Um, I mean, for mine, if if Hamasielli is fit, he he walks into the front row. Um, this. Wait, what? Why are we even letting these bulldogs <laughs> down? Like, what's what the hell is Donny doing? Letting these idiots in? Where are they Don, coming from? Donny has to have a new animals policy. I mean, come on, jeez! They hate us. These bulldogs, they hate us so much. They want to be us. <laughs> they always give you shit, Daz, but now they're watching our podcast. <laughs> We're famous. <laughs> ah. what I say? Get back in your kennel, you fuckwits. <laughs> yes. <laughs> what, what, get back to Belmore, where you, where you belong. All right. So I'll move into some news. So we've got some um, news today released by the club. And just bear with me. <coughs> Just bear with me. I'll bring this up. So this is some NRLW news for the club. So um, we had Tuenia and Patea Inc. NRLW development deals. So the Dragons are pleased to announce that Trinity Tuenia and Jessica Patea have signed NRLW development deals for the 2024 season. The pair grew up together in Lower Hutt, Wellington, and spent their junior days as playing teammates for the one 
Wani Nyu Mata Lions. Twenye is the youngest sister of Dragon Star Alexis Twenye. Will have her contract upgraded to a full time deal in 2025. She has she's a workhorse a forward with the ability to play in the middle or on the edge. Twenye is in the midst of her first Lisa Fayola Cup, Fayola Cup campaign with the Bulldogs. The 17 year old is excited to be joining her older sister and childhood friend at the Red V. It's pretty exciting, especially doing to doing this with Jess and Lex. I'm pretty excited to play with them again. Our combo and chemistry work well together. Me and Lex at the same club now has made our family proud, and they're following our journey and they're happy we're doing it with the Dragons. The 28 family made move to Sydney in April last year in their pursuit of their daughter's rugby league dreams. 28 is excited to link up with NRLW head coach Jamie Soward, who handed her sister a debut jersey almost a year ago. Hearing all the horror stories that Alexis told about preseason last year has... Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at ChumpaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus. Have me mentally preparing myself. He has a good connection with my family now, and him working with Lex has made me keen. I just want to keep building on my own skills I have now and keep learning. Patea, meanwhile, comes from the dragon, comes to the dragons, having made her name herself across the ditch, and with the Bulldogs Tarsigal Cup outfit, a versatile athlete and a creative athlete with the capacity to cover multiple positions in the bat line. Patea says it is surreal to be joining the dragons alongside Trinity and Alexis. It feels really like not real, but I'm so happy and honoured to be able to sign with the dragons and work with the coaching staff and some of my friends from back home. Having girls from back home who I've been playing with since we were like 10 is so special. Just how highly they've been speaking about the coaching and everything that's been happening, it's really exciting. I'm just speechless thinking about it. The 18-year-old moved to Sydney earlier this year to continue her rugby league journey, which he says was sparked by watching her father and uncle play during her childhood. I'm still settling in, but it's been good so far. I started playing league because of my dad. He played for the Wanamata Lions back in the day with my uncle. Soward is for, looking forward to the teenagers looking up in preparation for the side's upcoming season. I'm really excited to have Trinity and Jess involved with the Dragons. Trinity is a versatile talent that can play on the edge but has the toughness of, and smarts to play in the middle. She is a lovely person who fits into the culture of what we are building at the Dragons. Jess is a super talent that has come across after winning the New Zealand Under-18s Player of the Year award. She is a unique talent that can play anywhere on the outside backs and is a real desire to be the best. So that comes from the club earlier this afternoon. So what, what does everyone think of those those two signings to the um, Jamie Souds roster? Yeah, they come good, like the, 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 the article said. They're two, two good players, but I want to know where Margo is. <laughs> <laughs> I think we all do, Big T. I think we all do. Come on, Sally, get get, get Margot signed. Yeah, no, make it happen. Pretty good. Uh, development squad, are they? What's that? So it'd be good for good for more to get back together. It'd be good. Yeah, well, I'm um, 20 years. We saw um 
um, Alexis Tournay did last year in, in, in her debut season. She was she was an outstanding forward and nearly broke into the New oh, Zealand yeah. side if it wasn't for an injury. So yeah. um, only eighteen, and she's she'll be um she'll be um even raring to go this year, and be good to see them play together. Very good, very good. Um, so we'll go into um, a bit of lower grade. So we have the New South Wales Cup. So that'll be a curtain raiser. They'll be taking on the West Magpies, five thirty on Saturday out at Mudgee before the um the tight trial against the West Tigers. So I'll run through the team for the um for the for the New South Wales Cup. So we have. So here is the team. And we have that. Okay, so here is the team for the New South Wales Cup at fullback. We have Matt Fine on the wing, Sione Finau, and Christian Torpolotu. In the centers, we've got Max Fine and Savelio Tamale. The five up is Jesse Marshy, the halfback, Jonah Glover. At lot, we've got Dan Russell, second rows, Dylan Egan, and Ryan Couchman. Up front, we've got Alec Tuatavake, Connor Mulhyson, and Toby Couchman. On the bench for the New South Wales Cup Dragons, we've got Hayley Finau, Josh Corrick, Jackson Cherub, Thomas Freeban, Hamish Stewart, Ben Johnson, Levi Pascoe, Josh Ralph, and Cooper Roberts. And then earlier, and then on Sunday, we have the Jersey flag. They'll head to Four Pines Park, where they'll take on the um, Manly Seagulls. And I'll just bring up their team list. Which is uh, so at fullback we've got Wes Pring on the wings, Kane Barnes and Jack Picciarilli, Will Starling and Ben Lavender are the centers, Nick Quinn and Ashton Ward are the halves. At lot we've got Matthew Alhazm, second rolls, Campbell Washers and Dylan Asinoski. Up front we've got Jacob Webster, Kyan Heljartson and Jet Liu, the bench. Riley Pascoe, Travis Barrett-Hancock, Callum Lightbowl, Jack Quine, Kai Wright, Kai Russell, Nash Hooper, and Trey Barlow. Travis Barrett-Hancock, that's uh, Trent Barrett's son. Nephew? Son, that's son, right. Um, yeah. And he's actually got um, uh, his daughter is actually playing for the Steelers in the um, that's right, yeah. Viola Cup. So could follow in a... In a in her dad's footsteps and possibly play for the Dragons one day. Gosh. And then we've got the junior junior reps on this Sunday, as, sorry, on the weekend as well. So the Illawarra Steelers will be hosting the Parramatta Eels in a day of rugby league at Wynn Stadium in Wollongong. So starting with the Liz Fayola Cup at 10.30, the Tasha Gale Cup at 12pm featuring NRLW stars Ella Costa and Charlotte Basham. Harold Matthews Cup will be at 1.30 rounding up with the SG ball at 3 p.m. For the St. George Dragons, they have they have the buy in the Harold Matthews and and Lise Fayola and Tasha Girl Cup, so it's just the SG ball cup. They've got a trip up to the Hunter Valley, take on the Newcastle Knights, Saturday, 12.50 p.m. at St. John's Oval in Newcastle. And on Sunday, down at Ron Costello Oval in Shell Harbour, we have the um, Illawarra South Coast Dragons taking on the um, Western Rams. So at 10 a.m. it's the Andrew Johns Cup, and at 11:20 a.m. we have the Laurie Daly Cup. So we'll just move on to um some general chat about the um the club. So anyone got anything to add about the um 
anything they want to discuss about the team or anything they want to bring up? Absolutely. Let's spice it up. Who's better, Flano Jr. or Bud Sullivan? They're playing against each other this weekend. Bud Sullivan by the length of the Princess Highway. There you go. There's no no question. There's no um that there's no answering that on um Rod. I think that's a that's a gimme. It's Bud Sullivan for sure. Yeah. <laughs> why why we can't attract players and why are we losing players like Reese Robson and Bud Sullivan and all these players that go and do better at other clubs? Please explain. When we can't well, attract Flan- Flanagan Senior saw Bud as not so much of an organising player, so. Yeah, he wanted a bit more organisation, which is why he brought Kyle in. Well, that was the plan anyway. Whether it turns out that way is another thing, but that was the view. It just didn't seem Bud as a uh, organising half. Yeah, and he thought he was a little bit inexperienced to play in the halves as well. He did mention that. Um, but I do, I do, I would like to see Marshy get some time in the halves on Saturday because he, he did look. The goods for, for for the stint he did have, but yeah, I, I'd like to see him know, commit to that. I just don't see Kyle as an NRL half. I mean, he's what I mean mm. to be let go by the Roosters and then the Bulldogs. Like to be let go of all the Bulldogs. What does what does that tell you? Like, but his form was good for the Bulldogs towards the end of the season at Hooker. Like he did some good yeah. things, and yeah, you know, if they well, move he, into he Hooker. Mm. That's what he was signed originally. He was copping a bit from the Bulldog fans towards the end of the season, but if you look at his form, he was actually pretty good. Yeah. Did some good things, set up some tries. I was watching towards the end, and they were, they were going all right. Just in, in parts, you know. Definitely a hooker for me. He's, a, he's his old man's admitted to that that he's a, he's a long-term hooker. Yeah, it's just so stupid. I mean, first grade doesn't make the cut. The dogs put him in hooker in reserve grade and played a couple mm. of good games there. But you um, never you never got a hooker starting NRL. But mate, all, the, all in, in respect, look look where the dogs have been right right down in the basement, and they had him in reserve yeah. grade. So there's a bit of nepotism going on, isn't there? You know, yeah. and you can't tell me for one moment that they didn't know a moment was going to be in some deep doo doo that he might have been. Knew it. Yeah, that he might have been out of the game for a fair while, rubbed out. You know what I mean? So it's just, it's just so wrong. So wrong. Mind you, look, yeah. look at the, look at the contract money that um, Bud's on though, and compare yeah. that with probably what they're paying That's for planning and they. And Planning when you're looking to bring in players, <laughs> that frees up a bit of money. So if they don't see him as a long-term option, I think that's why they're doing it. We hit the nail yeah. on the head. It's about it's about money. Money. Why do they keep on? So they have they, they offered him the money. They're going to keep him. No, but I'm saying, mate, if they wanted to free out money, why don't they release Hunt? Was that a million dollars? We've got no one to replace him. We've got that's there's no Hunt. We'd, we'd, we'd be last if it wasn't for Hunt. We, we, they needed they needed an organising half, and yeah. without Hunt, well, what have hope, you got? Let's hope Isaiah Glover turns into a good player. Um, yeah. He's not in the side this week, but he's, he was put in the side last week. He made he's a couple of good, last cup. Yeah, he made a couple of good good, good decisions while when he was playing. So let's hope he turns into a superstar. I mean, I put it to you guys, all right? You know, I'm not a Hunt fan. 
But if we sadly finish in the bottom four again, you really don't think Hunt's going to say the Dragons. You'll quit, mate. You, you quit rugby league, I reckon. I don't reckon he's going to go another season. You'll give it up. He wants to go back to Queensland. Well, that's his decision to make. Yeah. We just we just speculate and um, make shit up. And, um, yeah, if he wants to stay, he'll stay. If he doesn't, he's gone. Yeah. I don't know, did, did, did everyone see the interview with Hunt where he, I mean, I don't know whether it's true or he's just saying that, but, he, you know, he, he came out and he said he was a bit emotional last year. He may have overreacted a bit. But by the same token, he also said that it might have done some good as well. Sometimes you've got to rattle a few cages to get some results. And he wanted change at the club and was getting frustrated. Yeah, he but, said, but, he, but he said that, you know, I'm on board now. I'm totally all in and I'm, I'm happy with a new coach. So just want to play some football and, and hopefully bring the club forward. So, you know, maybe it's time to put it to bed. There's no denying that Cook was his, because... he loved Cook. Yeah, that's right. When he's saying he's happy with the coach, but the coach is telling him the right things. The coach is t- telling him what he wants to bring to the club, and he's saying he wants he's... to bring big players to the club, and he's 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 offered those big players the money. Um, they still don't want to come. Deedon, um, all the other players offered, and they said no, we don't want to come. But Dean was going to be a big ass to get away from the Cowboys. That's that's a pretty yeah, exactly successful. Right. Ben Hunt's going to get to a stage where he's going to say, "You're not delivering what you're promising." Yeah, but in respect, Ben Hunt left the Brisbane Broncos, mate, for who who was still up there, you know, good good team and all that, for one point two, wasn't it? A uh, million per season. Broncos couldn't match our offer. Obviously, we were overpaying him maybe a couple of hundred thousand dollars a season to come to us, if you know what I mean. So, I don't know. Donnie was the one who said, Sometimes you got to pay more to get who you want. Did they really offer him that much more to try and attract him to come? Or, Big T, you said, Mate, nobody wants to come to us. Unfortunately, we got to put some form, we got to put some form on the board because as a squad, we look pretty ordinary at the moment. If you're an opposition player looking at us and you're going, whoa. I don't want to go there. Do I, do I want to go there? But I think yeah. I think they might be looking the wrong way here. They've got to go to these players and say, how good do you think you are? How good do you think you are? Come to the Dragons and prove and how challenge. good you are. Have a challenge. Challenge yourself. Like. I don't know. I don't know how we're yeah, going. We definitely, definitely got to pay overs. We definitely got to pay overs to get anyone. We can't, we can't pay overs. Darren, I was going to say, no, because they have no money to buy any other player. The thing that worries me, you've got to pay less somewhere else. Did you hear Cameron Murray? Did you hear Cameron Murray interviewed for South after the game? He said, we had our top line players still out. Yeah. So they had six of their top players out. So technically in the first half, yes, we were playing our strongest team, no doubt. <laughs> For us, but they had six or maybe seven of their top players. Yeah, tried that before, yeah. Well, what would happen if those six or seven players were playing against us? I mean, really, have we are we doing any better than what we were last season? I mean, I hate Hook. I can't stand Hook. It's boring. It sounds like their full team they beat us by forty. But that's the state we're in. I mean, this was Hook's team, and he needs time to turn us around. Yeah. But my, my big question is, man, I don't want to be too outspoken, but I don't think we've got the players in the squad. I think we need a clean-out 
in, in, in some on some level. I think Flano is a fantastic coach, and I, I was all in for Flano. I still am, but you yeah. can't turn around, guys. You can't you can't make top first grade players out of average first grade players. It's very hard. You know what I mean? Problem is, a lot of our players are still under contract for this year, and who's available to replace them? No, no, not this year, but in twenty five. Oh. In 25. Yeah. 25. Well, well, that's what he's looking at. That's what he's looking towards this next year. So He said that's our year, yeah. yeah. We're going to have to do some sort of clean-out. There's no doubt. This year, he's looking more more performance, how he goes, yeah. how he performs we, in the field. We need to find some talent from within to mix with those new guys coming from another club. Yeah. That's what this year will yeah. be about, you know, finding yeah. some new talent from within. There'll be a lot. That's what I said. We're just going to have to be very patient. This is going to, I, I hate to say it, but I reckon it's going to be frustrating this year. Yeah. But we just got to give Flanagan plenty of rope and buy in and be patient because this is how you rebuild a club. And he's done it before, so we've seen him do it with Cronulla. Let's hopefully, let's hope we can he can do it again. Yeah, um, yeah, he's done it, and um, yeah, I'd love to see him do it. But again, it's going to take time. This is still not his side. It's still Hook's team, and we just hope we can be competitive in games this year. But the Charity Shield didn't really show a whole lot of what we can do. Hopefully, we can build into that. But there's still a lot of work to do, and Flatter has admitted that. What do you think it has been? Yeah, look, it's well, it's it's difficult to you know attract the sort of players that. Uh, that Flano's been looking at. Uh, when you have a look at our sort of the last, um, probably going back, you know, 12, 14 years, um, you know, ever since we won uh, in 2010, we've been, you know, utterly shithouse. Um, I mean, Flano's even said, look, don't, don't expect too much this year. Um, it's 2025 that I'm sort of looking towards um and yeah I, I think we're just gonna have to you know put up with another year of you know mediocrity and then uh next year um with any luck we'll get some uh, decent players and be able to give it a shake so probably looking down the bottom the barrel of bottom four you know i imagine uh well i've, I've already that's what i expect uh, between 10 and 14. yeah yeah i think even Although after uh, after last week, I'm I'm starting to think uh, twelve to fourteen might be more uh, more uh, realistic. Well, because we get significant injuries as well too. We'd be in a lot of trouble, wouldn't we? So we got a com- we got we got a comment from a Tony Owen the Saints. <laughs> it took Flato <laughs> six years to lose that Tony. Liam Mahi. I was fine to leave it. Five years to rebuild it. Sharks. Yeah. That's right. Liam's right. Hi, Liam. How are you, mate? Good mate of mine down here on the South Coast. So anyway, um, no James Savage. That um, Flano didn't go from the Premiership spoon to a Premiership in two years. Um, that was after the um the Asada scandal in 2014. 2015, he got the he, he was put back as coach, and then 2016, so 2015, he got into the semi-finals, and 2016, he got on the Premiership. He actually started coaching the Sharks, taking over from Ricky Stewart halfway through 2010. Yeah, then he, his first full year was in 2011. He got the finals to 
got the Sharks at the finals every year from 2012, bar 2014 when he wasn't the coach. And then, yeah, finally took another premiership in 2016 and was coached up until 2018 until, until he um, was um, moved on from, yeah, after 2018. And I, and I remember too, because my wife's a Sharks supporter and he had to get rid of some players and even some senior players who were getting a 32, 33, 34. Uh, move them on and obviously get some players in as well too. Um, and and he really got some hardened season first graders into the club. And I think... Yeah, make some hard decisions to get rid of some players that have been around, you know, the system or whatever, but they just weren't, you know, what you needed to get back to the finals. Yeah. I mean, we've got the player. We, well, we don't have the players there yet. I mean, we, we need something to... I think if we land a big fish, then we'll start getting players. But until that happens, we're going to struggle to attract players and we'll be having this same sort of form. Hopefully um, we can just surprise this year and just play. We need need someone to come through from the under-20s, from the reserves, some some real talent to come through that way. Five or six good kids come through from there. That's how you build a club. And then you put, you know... The there are some coming through. Win away games. We didn't win an away game last year. Yeah, away games are important, aren't they? Some of these games in Queensland. And our yeah. first two are in Queensland. Yeah. But we still have to win away games. Like We didn't yeah. win an away game last year, so that was pretty poor. That's a huge um, step. We're the only team in the comp that did that. Yeah. But we won something. That- we won we something. The only team in the comp that did that. <laughs> did, you get, did you get a trophy for that? Light up the trophy. We got we got try of the year. Yeah. Two years in a row. Hey, can I throw up another question there for you, uh, Darren? With the with the rebuild, mate. Um, and I'm not saying this particular guy, but I think a Shane Richardson or somebody like that at the club would be would be really good for the coach for the you know for the club. We can help attract some of these. Better players. I mean, look at Richardson. He comes in the Tigers. Leroy, uh, Leroy signs. He's his track record. Actually, working at the Sharks, right as well too in South. Yeah. For those that know, um, I'm originally from Brisbane, so I first laid eyes on Shane Richardson when he was at the Tigers in Brisbane, the Brisbane Tigers. Oh, I really? See, no, and he no. was an outstanding uh, CEO then. Yeah. Then came to to Sydney, and he's just turn water into wine at every club that he's ever been with. He is an outstanding CEO. And I think they, I like what Rob said, they're going to have some success with him. He is that good. Well, that's yep. what I think we need the Dragons, mate. We need, we need someone. Yeah, to I'm surprised I didn't go for him. I, I heard there was rumours that we were going to go after him and I was like, please do it. But they never did. So he would have been a good catch. Yeah. Mate, you know, um, attracting players, you know, uh, yeah. like what BT said, giving him a challenge, attracting them to come in, you know what I mean? Um, yep. Make them show give him a job. Give him a job after footy. Yeah. He's, the key to him is he will throw all the support around Benji that he wants. Whatever he wants, yeah. he will get yeah. it for him. It ain't a CEO trying to dictate to a coach, yes, no, you do this, you do this. Benji will be saying to him, I want this, and he'll just go out and do it. Yeah, that's how he works, and that's the key. Similar to when we had Wayne Bennett. Wayne Bennett ran the show. Um, Douse went out and got him what he want. That's why we had luck. 
that's what, we that's what you get with Shane Richardson. Yeah, we need in the comments. American. No offense to the CEO now, but it just seems to, to be just too, I don't know, just just too sort of. You've boring. got the financial side of it working, eh? Yeah. The finances yeah. of the club are, are going really well. Whether he can, you know, work with the coaches. By the look at some of those lower grade results, we're going well in the lower grade as well. Like, um, yeah. The, the Steelers won by 50 or something last week. Yeah. Yeah, yep. but we're on, we're on top of the comp. Both both teams are on top of the comp in that that composition, aren't they? Ball. Yeah, yeah. Both teams are on top. Dragons and Steelers. So that's looking and good. Was, and I was going to throw another question to you guys. Sorry, Jesse. I, I know you you know going the agenda, but I thought this would be an interesting question. I love Jerome Buller in the sense of the way the Tigers have got um, Greg Inglis doing a bit of mentoring work with him. You know, as a fullback. Surely to goodness we couldn't get if we, if we're wanting Slane to be successful as a fullback, couldn't we get someone of that ilk in to help Slaney? I mean, Billy Slater used to do it in the past, I think, a little bit, you know, with players, but obviously he's coaching Queensland Origin now. But wouldn't that be a big help to Slane to have a bit of you know, like a bit of somebody at his side to help him, guide him? Well that's what Mark Coins for. <laughs> yeah. To help the boys in the back line, right? Mark Taylor <laughs> with the leadership. Yeah. I just saw one on one. Because apparently like, Bull is like, I like that Slano is, is trying <laughs> things and trying to build our leadership group up. Like, apart from Ben Hunt, and uh, who do you see as our, as our leaders for the club? Like, Ben Hunt's not going to be around much longer. Who's our long term leader of the club? Like, Couchman twins. Oh, I see Lomax. it. Oh, yeah, I think it has to be someone like Zach Lomax, to be honest with you. Like what you just said, mate, Darren, about Mark Coyne, a great centre for us. I don't know, somebody you know, <laughs> going to be there for a one-team one play, you know what I mean? One club player, sorry. Um, you know, he's still young enough. I know, Matt, I know Matt Cooper is on the nose, but I would love to see Matt Cooper come in and work on our defence. He's been yeah. vocal about it. I don't know if there's any directors out there. I just think it would be a smart move to bring Matt Cooper back. He does want well, to. Think, At I the moment, Clano's hands are tied because all our coaching yeah. staff is full. But yeah, it's full. We'd love to see it. Flano is looking at Flano got in uh, Andrew Eddinghausen uh, back at the Sharks to work with the with the defence, yeah. with, the, with the backs. Same thing as what you're talking about, Darren. I mean, ET was a great defensive centre as well, too. Look yeah, he's got fantastic. Wouldn't yeah, hurt to bring him and he, he was a, he could play anywhere and he could do job at five eight center back row. He'd be a great mentor for those coming through. You got Mark Picky Riddell, assistant. To they the should demo. they should sound out the guy they should sound out is Jeremy Smith. Jeremy Smith, remember? Remember? Yeah, he was a hard and forward, yeah. hard edge uh, forward. What he, what he brought to our team back then was just so much. He was just icing on the cake. Those yeah, those two he was years, the no nonsense forward. Yeah. I'd I'd be trying to bring Jeremy Smith back. He could he could add a lot of value, I reckon. I reckon the door should be open to all the old old stars. Jason yeah, Nottingale, everybody should be able to come into the club and talk to players. Um, yeah. Well, Ben Craze there. He was he was a dragon through and through. He's still on the board there, involved in the club. Yeah. Actually, the other night I walked past Ted Gauss the game. Before a game or something. G up the boys, you know what I mean? Do some Actually, we did walk past Ted at the game last last Saturday night. 
Hezman's favorite pair of heels. <laughs> What's that? Well, Jesse's your favorite, talking about your favorite man, Peter Douse, he said. It's <laughs> not saying it. What have you been Dad? 30 crownies deep by the time the game ended. <laughs> anyway, so um, yeah. we'll have some predictions for the game. So what do we all think is going to happen in this trial? Um, do you think it's about building combinations, winning the game, performance, outmuscling the Tigers? What do you think the game will come down to? And what, what are you expecting to see? Start with you, Hasman. I think it'll come down to what Flanner decides to do with uh, in the second half. If he, as I said earlier, if he does what he did last week, uh, we're going to see the same sort of thing happening. Um, if he sort of reins that in a bit and you know just brings a couple of the young guys on, you know maybe in the forwards, leave the back line intact. Um, I, I reckon we might be able to get away with it. Got to finish the last twenty strong. Yeah, keep going, yeah. yeah, I was just saying, I, I think we've got to finish off the last 20 minutes. I know we're probably going to chop and change players, but seeing us finish a game off is the key for me. Yep. I think the time, like I said, the time is last week changed the team in the second half as well, the whole second yep. half. They did, yeah. Like I said, they'll probably play in the top team for about 60. Yeah. At, the, at the top 17, top top 18, top 19. Yeah. Play for the first 60, and then all the other young blokes will get a good going. Yeah. In the last and that's the danger. Time. Three or four tries in the last 20 Make minutes. Make for a oh, yeah, in the team. Happen again. It happens. And yeah. I've got a question before, before we've got to pay for the full 80 minutes, not 60 minutes. But we're not going to see the strong, the full side for 80 minutes this, this week. If we can play for 60 and then change, we should be going. We should be winning. And hopefully he'll want to. He'll want to. Just come up with an interesting question. Yeah. Why? Why wouldn't they mix up positions? Try try something different. Um, well, Flanner's well, pretty yeah. much named the same team. Yeah, exactly. Because you're looking, because yeah, you're looking not... for combinations. That's why you, you yeah. you're trying to get players familiar with their that's positions. Right, yeah. the, the guy outside them, getting comfortable with the way they play, the style of play, all those sorts of things are important. So. You're looking for consistency and stability. Especially, especially That's for, why. Uh, especially with a lot of new players yeah. in the club. Like, but I reckon he'll interchange Lomax and uh, Sloan, maybe. Give that, that, that well, he, didn't do it. he didn't do it last week because Lomax was a little bit injured. So. He had some back spasms. He had back spasms. Yeah. 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 And then he switched to centre in the second half. That's why two Lomax. onto the wing and um, Lomax played in the centres. Yeah. Lomax and um, Ravalawa do change positions quite often on the, on the right-hand side. They quite often happen. So he's played there before. Whether he's played on the left side, which is probably why he was a bit un, unfamiliar with what was going on, is another thing. So he might have to get familiar with that side. Hey, who's who's Olam facing? Uh, you know, Olam's playing for uh, West Tyler. So what centre is he up against? He's up against he usually Bird. plays on the left, doesn't he? I think yeah, he I'm plays on the left side. Right. So no, that'll be that'll be bird for us. I think bird, birdie, all in one batch. Yeah, yeah well, yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's bird's gonna get the ball. stuff and knocked out of him. Oh, <laughs> just a tough little bugger. <laughs> yeah, well, bird, 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 oh, will, bird will like get a up, tank. stand up to him, but yeah. he'll try try and um, get get under his skin. But you know how bird can be; he can be a bit erratic at times. 
But you were yeah. saying about Birdie before, Darren. I've seen him walking around Cronulla with two knee braces on, two knee straps, mate. His knees were that yeah. bad. Yeah. So well, he's always had arthritic problems in his knees ever since he was a junior. I, th I think that's why we let him go the first time around because they didn't think he was going to have much of a career with those knees. But he kind of proved a lot of people wrong and played in that grand final and went up to Brisbane, didn't have much luck up there. But he's, he's done well with his yeah. – yeah. yeah. I'm a little bit of a bird fan, to be honest. Yeah, um, I, I, I really would like to see him yeah. find some form and get get those knees get better. Yeah, but um, it's a hard thing for him, you know. He's had lots yeah. of knee reconstructions, hasn't he? So oh, yeah. he's at that stage yeah. where if he cops another blow, I think his career's done. Yeah, yeah, he does need to have a good year. Yeah, yeah, and stay. I think he. Not the key is for him is to stay but in yes. one position. Because ever since he's been yeah. at the club, he's been swapped and chopped and changed. That's right, yeah. He's For his sake, he needs to stay at centre. Yeah. Yeah. Stay at centre. That's, that's his best position. With... Yeah. Yeah. Centre right. or 14, I think. He's oh, too small for back row now, mate. He'd get smashed in the back row. Oh, sure. Anyway, um, let's go through some predictions. So, who's going to win? And... What are we gonna? What do we hope to see in the game? Start with you, uh, Big T. I have seen the combination start to start to work. Um, final passes and fifth ball, ball fifth ball decisions um, improve. Like I said last week, we could have scored up to eight tries in the first first half if the passes had a stuck or the right decision was made. Um, Couple there, eight tries we could have scored. We could have been 30 up at half time, but the last ball didn't stick. So I want to see that starting to work. I want to see Maskey get time at six. Yeah, definitely what I'd like to see too. Develop those combinations, really fight for one another, and, and really um fight to the very end, be in the comp, comp on the contest for 80 minutes, um, fight for every inch, um, tooth, nail, just scrap for everything, just leave everything out there in the yeah. Got to compete, do little things right. Yeah, yeah. that's yeah. the key. Defence has got to be on. Mine's not got to go wandering. Yeah. So, what are you? Um, what's your prediction, Big T? So, if you're expecting a dragon win, I like like Rob was saying earlier on. I think the dragons will be leading at half time, and hope, hopefully that they stay on for sixty, um, the full side, and we'll be leading 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 with sixty. 60 gone. Hopefully they don't run us down. It's been a long time since we've led in the first half, though, hasn't it? We usually play from behind. I hope you're right, though. Anyway. Yeah. Yep. So what's I'll your prediction? Um, Daz? What are you, you thinking a Dragons win? You think... Um, what, what do you hope to see? Everyone's going to hate me. I'm, I'm going to say 32-16, Tigers. Boo! <laughs> Rob, what, Look, what it's, only, it's only a trial. It's only a trial. I, I can just see we're going to chop and change a few players. So because of that, yeah, I, I, I only because <laughs> mostly because of that. I think there'll be a lot of changes that'll go on. He'll try a few things, and that'll create a little bit of instability. And probably West will probably put a few tries on us because of that. So see if I'm right. I might get a couple. I think actually. Rob, what do you reckon? I think different. 
I think I think that Flano's going to play to win. I think he knows who he wants in his team, in his squad, his 17, even in his extended squad. I think what we saw last week is that we don't have depth. I agree with Darren. We need to really go to our, our younger boys and, and really find some really good, you know, young talent coming through that is going to be part of our rebuild. But last week proved that our depth is is way off the just grade level. Because um, bearing in mind, South still had half a reserve grade team out there, if not more. And we're getting, we got carved up in the second half. I think he'll play for as long as possible. Um, we don't like to see any blokes sitting on the, you know, they can use as many subs obviously as they want on the extended bench and might be used. But I think Flano will be paying to win. I think we should be stronger. Um, we should be better. Um, but I think the tyres have improved. But bearing in mind, too, the tyres, obviously, the Warriors had a player that was sent off and, you know, was gone for 60 minutes, I think, of that game out of eight. Uh, and I think the Tigers had 20, uh, maybe one player in the bin for 10 minutes in bin. Um, but yeah, I, I still think we can get the chocolates. We can get the um, the win. But I I believe, and I, I think people know I'm a big Bud Sullivan fan. I think Bud will will show up and he'll he'll prove that he's better than than the six that we've got. He might even even be better than the seven we've got on the day as well too. So. But I'm, predict, I'm predicting us to hopefully win by a couple of points, mate. So maybe I'm naive, but I don't know. But if we don't show up with at you, all Robo. with our first team, with our best team on paper, and they don't show up, well, then we'll get beaten, obviously. But I still think we can we can win. But we need to have we need to have our strongest 17 on the park pretty much for the majority of the game for that to happen. Hasman, what are your thoughts? What what do you hope is going to happen, and what, what do you think? You think we can get the win? I I think we can. Um, if the if the first if the first squad can stay out there for you know 60, 70 minutes, I reckon we can absolutely get it done. Um, if he does what he did last week, we get we'll get rolled. It's it's pretty much that simple. So yeah. if we so I'm picking either a either an 18 point win or a 20 point loss, depending on which one of those scenarios happens team wise. <laughs> yeah, I, I sort of think the same thing. I just don't know what 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 how Flano's going to bring the players into the game. How long he's going to have this best 17? Um, as Daz says, we need to build combinations and, and really have players push their, for their spots in round one. As it being our last hit out, we've got no time, uh, no other games between now and our round one game against the Titans. So, and to be honest, that charity shield outing wasn't really a good preparation for this. Um, not the Tigers, not knocking the Tigers, but this is not the greatest preparation for round one. We just need a, a good hit out. Um, really need some players to make their stamp and really put their hand up for a spot. Um, really compete hard and, and show that they want to be in this in this team and really show Flano what what it's all about. Um, again, I think Rob Rob, Rob um, Bud will be out for make. He'll have a point to prove and show Flano why he the reason why he, he made the wrong decision to let him go. Um, I think he'll he'll be out on a mission to do that. Um, I think the Dragons will get home in a tight one, but I just hope we see 
what what Flano hopes his best 17 is for the majority of the game, maybe 50 to 55, even 60 minutes, and then hopefully bring the fringe players in, in throughout <laughs> the game. Um, yeah, I think the Dragons in a, in a toast one. Um, now, this best set, this 17 that Flano's named, do you expect this will be pretty much the round one team, everyone? Maybe a bit of shuffle on the bench. Maybe Marching will drop out and another forward will come in. Um, but I think our, our half and our hooker are going to need rest. So I think hopefully Marsky stays. Anyone else think this will be our best 17 for round one? Um, well, it depends on how uh, Salé pulls up. I reckon if he's fit, he he comes straight in, um, probably uh, pushes uh, Milo to the bench. Um, but apart from that, I think this is about as uh, as good as it gets. I suspect Dylan Egan. Dylan Egan might get a bench spot. Apparently, he's been uh, training really well. Um, Flanagan's impressed with him. I suspect he might get a bench spot come round one. We'll see if I'm right. And who do you think drops out? Hard to say. <laughs> it's all going to depend on this weekend. Yeah. But yeah. he can get the bench spot for Federal yeah. out. I'd I'd like to see them I'd like to see Flanagan persist with the Couchman twins. They they were a shining light last year. I yeah. I thought they went pretty well for young fellas in their to be their debut year. Especially if we rebuild um, you know. Well you gotta you gotta look to kids like that if you're doing a rebuild. So I think yeah. so. We, we know we it's not gonna be a you know, he's, he's not expected to make the final series. He's, he's obviously yeah. already so and he not? needs kids coming through like that. So yep. that's what, you know, he needs a few more. Yep. That'll, that'll be a, what you know, four or five good up. kids. I and mean, then you can build a team around that, you know? That's what he's going to do. experience in the top grade. Yeah. I yep. think the other thing, too, to remember is Lamax and Slane. That if you throw some time to Lamax and fullback, and all of a sudden Slane's on the wing. And if that's working all of a sudden in the game, five, 10 minutes, whatever, 15 minutes, you never know. Yeah. That might tell some good things oh, might happen yeah. out of that. So that could be a possibility of being a more frequent, uh, like change, like what you're saying, Darren. Yeah. Darren, Darren Slane's just got to switch on. He's, he tapers off. You know, he just switches off. He's got to be switched on for the whole game, looking for opportunities and doing what he does well. In, and and that's attack. Good. Yeah. He, he needs some confidence. He just needs to exactly back right, himself. Yeah. And realise how good he can be. Once he realises how good he can be, I think that's where he's going to go. He looks like a yeah. confidence player. Exactly. Yeah, he needs Which confidence. I feel sorry for him because when you analyse the game, Big T was right. We missed a shitload of opportunities. Right, last pass. Yeah. Guy in the right position to, to take the ball. He panics too much. He panics. The cutout yeah. pass. But but what I was getting about with all that is is that. We didn't score a try. I mean, it was through a mistake we scored a try, right? So we literally didn't score a try. Sloan yeah. runs the ball, gets absolutely poleaxed. He loses the ball. They score. Gives out the try. Got yeah. a lot of other tries. So Sloan looks like he's a bad guy. He's like the soccer goalkeeper. You know, everybody yeah. knows, remembers all the goals that go in, but they, they forget all the goals that are missed by teams. You know what I mean? But they remember the goals that go in. Yeah. So Sloan, it's just hard. You know what I mean? Unless he's yeah. unless he's scoring a try, he, he, he's setting up two or three. Then people, 
you to remember, oh, look at that defence. Oh, you missed that. Oh, you dropped the high, the bomb, all that sort of stuff. We, so, uh, what, full, what fullback do you know that doesn't make mistakes like that? If you go through any of, you know, any of the fullbacks, Luke Walsh even has defensive lapses. Nobody yeah. notices that because the Broncos are going so well. Yeah, and because Luke right. Walsh is going so well in attack. Yeah. So nothing else matters. So he does right. make mistakes. Look at the grand final. Look at the mistake he made the grand final. Now, if that was Sloan in that grand final, they'd be carving him up. Yeah. Because it's Luke Walsh. Cost them the game. Because they're winning the game, Darren. Because they're right. winning the game, the Broncos. Brisbane's the top side. Brisbane's the top side. Sloan's points. Sloan's got to get to that. He needs to get to that. Yeah. The team has to get to that first, though. Like Walsh does. Yeah. yeah. Like Walsh makes 12 points worth of mistakes, but he gives you 18, 24 points in attack. Yeah. Yeah. And they need, Ben, ben Hunt needs to create the space for Sloan. Put him, yeah, you know, put him through holes. Yep. Yeah. Creating needs to space go for him. That's right. He needs to be second or third, third in, getting the, getting the ball with, with pace and in space. Yeah, you always think so that's why the halves got to do better. Yeah, yeah. And the thing that I notice as well too, and that's what I reckon we need is is another. We need, a, and obviously, saying can be a game breaker. But we need, we lack that extra game breaker. But you also lack that backup player. You know, like the Terry Lamb of the of the olden days that would yeah, back I up. Say, yeah. I saw Sullivan on the weekend for the West Tigers. He was twice. He was the first player there, but just didn't get past the ball when they made a long range break. You know what I mean? So you need that inside player that, that's calling, you know what I mean? Like, Sloaney threw the ball. He, it's like he threw it to the freaking Dragons Leafs Club, that one that he threw yeah. inside. It was like a cutout pass for three or four players. So I don't know if someone called out, you know, throw it wide, but it, 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 it just passed on the inside. If someone was backing up, then it was a try. Yeah, so, does, anybody, does anyone think we'll ever see the day where we've got um, Lomax fullback I think he's going to give Sloan the season at fullback, in all honesty. You think he'll get the full season? I think he'll oh, get a, a big bulk of it. He's got, to, he's got to show He's got to show more, though. He has to show more. Flano said he's our number he's, one. but he's top well, if, he's, if he's going to be the number one in defence, he needs to be organising you know, the defensive yep. line as to well. the players. Yep. You go there... You go there, you there, slide in, slide out. That's what he's going to learn how to do. Because that's the full back's job. He's got to learn how to get himself in the right places too. Yeah. Not be be afraid to make tackles. Yeah, and he needs the confidence to have the players, the other players to have confidence in him saying what he's doing. So the other night when he ran ran into the the South Pack, he looked yeah. like he didn't want to get tackled because, you know, when he ran to those big Souths players, he dropped the ball straight away and that's what gifted Souths a try. Yeah. He just could have well, what's he, what's he run. doing running into the middle anyway? <laughs> yeah. Unless he's trying to exploit tied forwards, why are you running in there? So, yeah. and early, it was early in the game. Positional play. First, yeah. first half hour of the game. I got another question for you, lovely gentleman. Um, did anybody seem to think that Maskey was a bit better than Flanagan Jr.? I mean, he looked good to me. You know what I mean? When that was a good rap. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, no offence to Flano Jr., but I just thought Maskey would – he just looked good. Like, why not, you know? 
Well, well maybe that's what we're going to see this weekend. Maybe we see a bit more of him. He has a good game. Maybe Flanagan Senior goes, well, hang on, you're my guy. Flanagan Junior, back to Hawker. Yeah, if he does it, he's got to stick with it, you know? I think he might do. I think he might give Marshke a stint at 5 8 and put Flanagan in Hawker to give Jacob a little a spell. Yeah, yeah he could do that. I thought he looked good, mate, Marshke. I, I really did. Even my son, who's sitting next to me, going, geez, this guy. This yeah. guy would be a great, great fall for Ben Hunt, player Ben Hunt, because he seems like he can organise right. the Masky much more than Flano Jr. You know, he oh, was kicking. Kyle he was kicking. a better defender, I reckon. Liam Mahi just said Kyle was good in defence on Saturday. I think he was. He was good in defence. So um, there he is. There's Liam. Thank you very much. <laughs> yeah, good in defence. I thought he was good in defence too. Yeah. There wasn't our problem so, last season that Ben Hunt was was only getting the ball and he was the only one that was really was going to and all the kicks from AMAX and all that, you know, with the attack. You, you know what I mean? That it was just all going to Hunt. So we need that fall for Hunt so he doesn't have to go to Hunt all the time. If you well, know Jack, what I, mean. I think James was right there. He was barking a lot of orders on the weekend. Yeah. yeah. I think he shaved. He is an organising half and he's got to let Ben Hunt just play his own game and let, let Flanagan run the show. Yeah. Well, that, I think that's the only way. And then what Darren said, it can open up the door for Sloan as well too. Yeah, exactly. Well, Hunt said his best when he's when he's running, you know, yeah, not, yes. not just trying to organise. Because that's what you're not seeing. Ben, ben Hunt is just trying to organise everything. Yeah. Yep. You know, if, if yeah. our other halves can organise the play, this is where you're going to see the better him. side of Ben Hunt. Yeah. Playing his natural game. And that's... That's what he's best at. He hasn't at, been able so. to do that in the last couple of years. That's right. Yeah, that's why you're not getting a million dollar halfback at the moment because he's trying to do too much. Agreed. Well, there's a question from James Savage: Why not give Hunter spell and try masking Flano in the halves? Well, that's what did happen. Put a Ferrari in your garage and just leave it there. <laughs> <laughs> Would you do that? You're going to take. You're going to bench Ben Hunt. No, so, I the state of the strain hooker. You're gonna put him in the garage. Yeah. No. Wow. <laughs> okay, looks like Hasman has to go. So thanks thanks, um Hasman. Um we'll see you on Sunday night. Yep. Enjoy your week. Be, uh, see you happier than last week. Yeah, oh I hope so. Bloody hell. Right, see you boys. See you, Have mate. Have a good night, Hasman. Yep. All right then. So yeah, well, I think we'll wrap it up there, guys. Um, yep. Rambled on a little bit tonight, but um, had a good chat. And thanks to everyone for for joining us tonight. Um, we'll be back on Sunday to um, review the trial against the Tigers, and we'll, we'll dissect that um, microscopically and see how um, how we went. So come on, Dragons fans, fire up! Fire up! Yeah. Best of luck, boys. Red V's a part of me. <laughs> Fire up, and we'll finish with this. Coco is at Pell's house. She wears it on her sleeve. That's what it tells tales of dragons, winds, and human victory. Tony and the MP crew will do their very best. Pick up the pair of our breasts with a red bee on our chest. The Mad Dragon podcast is a ship of Ferrari. Never getting went down rabbit holes in the land of the Wookiee. 
It's a waterless thing to do, but it's a good thing. Goodbye, Dragon Buckers, and goodbye, Dee. It's a great work, BT.